0: Hello and welcome to Day on the Raising Athletes podcast. We're excited to we've been going on with COVID for a year now. What's going on with recruiting? How can I help get my college, you know, my kid into college if he wants to play basketball in college? And we're so excited to have Robert Icart, the director and founder of BTI on. But before we we talk and introduce him, let's tell us let us tell you a little bit about ourselves. I'm Kirsten Jones, a peak performance and sports parenting coach my passion is helping others align their values with their mission and their mindset to get what they want in life. As a former division one volleyball athlete and a 14 year Nike executive, I've always loved understanding the power of what makes peak performance possible. As a mother of three, someone who has one in college and two in high school, um, I love supporting other parents' dreams of helping their kids reach their, their full potential. Susie and I created this podcast to help others who are not only trying to raise strong athletes, but more importantly, good people.
1: And I'm Susie Walton, and I'm the founder and owner of Indigo Village and the creator of a parenting curriculum called The Joy of Parenting. Um, I've been an athlete, I remain an athlete, still playing beach volleyball, picked up a new sport that I'm really good at called pickleball. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know why I love it so much, but I do, because I didn't think it'd be any fun, but it's a blast. Um, and I've been going through my own injuries along with that, but, um, yeah, I just think sports, I, do, I love sports and I always have. So I played volleyball and basketball through high school and some volleyball in college. And I was a swimmer before all that. I'm a mom with four sons and they're all very old now and <laughs> they all have kids. So I have nine grandkids. And so I went through the world of basketball with my four sons and their dad and now I have these grandkids, they're all playing soccer and touch football and uh, basketball. And I love sports. So like, I'm like the perfect grandmother for kids who like sports. I'm not a great grandma for kids who like arts. I like art, but I'm not there. But you know, um, my passion is kids. And I've been running parenting seminars for over 25 years now. Mostly, as I told people from the beginning, and I still do, is to support their kids. So I want to support the parents so that they can be the best that they can be for their kids. Um, And I feel like it truly does take a village to raise a child. So doing these podcasts are definitely expanding our village. And um, thank you, Robert, for being on. We have that connection from many moons ago, 1996, when Robert was a coach for one of my sons back then. And um, so thank you for being with us
0: today.
2: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Yay, this is wonderful. Yes, as I mentioned at the beginning, with COVID going on, we're finally seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Today is actually St. Patrick's Day, right? Happy St. Patty's Day. Let's get all the good vibrations going around creating new possibilities. And so that's what we wanna talk about. We're gonna, I wanna have uh, Robert talk a little bit about his program and what's happened this last year. Maybe we can start there. Um, Like give us some details about your program, what your mission statement is. I'm incredibly biased. My oldest son went through, you know, only a year, but we got a year of working with Robert and now my second child is working with you. And I just think parents should understand when they go into a club, what is it they're hoping to get out of it? And I think your mission statement's very clear about what it is you're trying to help families with. So thank you for being here and...
2: Yeah, no, thank you. And and, um, our mission statement and just kind of our objective is, has been modified over the over the last 10-15 years where um, initially I started the program as a is kind of a training institute to help train kids and at that time I was just looking for an opportunity to to, you know to earn an honest living with the game that I loved Um, and there wasn't as many trainers back then it was only you had tennis coaches you had hitting instructors uh, pitching coaches so there wasn't a lot of like basketball trainers. So I was able in 96 to, to, to connect with Rich Goldberg. Um, I coached a year of college at Orange Coast Junior College. I coached at Muir High School. And he hired me at ARC and said, why don't you also simultaneously create your own training institute so that you can train athletes? So, um, so I had, you know, sports performance training facility in Van Nuys. I had you know various gyms across Southern California, and I would train athletes in different skills clinics. Uh, in addition to coaching the ARC teams, uh, then four or five years after that, um, you know, Rich didn't really have an interest in the high school club circuit anymore, or that or that space. So then I just kind of made BTI also a high school basketball club, and so um, that year we had a lot of success where we took. You know, six kids that were going to Ivy's and Patriot League schools um, and had uh, just amazing success nationally um, beating some of the top teams in the country like Atlanta Celtics and and some of the top at that time Reebok teams. And so we made such a splash that um, I thought this is this is who, who we are as a club. I think we can be a club that that caters and features higher academic student athletes, high character that love the game and uh also um have a plan for life after basketball and so um you know now 23 years later um we've matriculated over 500 athletes uh, we've had 31 in the Ivy League and 13 in the Patriot League in addition to you know Pac12 ACC Big East we have athletes all over the country but we've helped matriculate now over 500 athletes into four year colleges so um So it's been an exciting time. And um, the majority of my staff, we have 24 coaches, and I was looking over their their involvement with BTI, and the majority of them have been with me now for 10 years or more. And uh, my assistant director, Mike Teller, has been with me for 18. So we have tremendous chemistry and cohesion within our staff, which allows us to, I think, um, no matter what program your son, Joins whether it's 15U, 14U, 16U, 17U. We have we have great um, chemistry within our staff and leadership, and um, really strong coaches at each level, which you know provides kids with a good experience.
1: So mm-hmm. that's good. So, um, question for you is: What characteristics do you um, do like the most successful athletes? who come through your program have like what what have you seen? Like what does it take? Because I feel this really coming out strongly right now. Well, you can tell us about it. But with the COVID, like I, I think there's some really important characteristics if you're gonna really make it through this period of time and go onward. It's I think it's an easy weeding out process. But let's hear what you have to say about this, Robert.
2: Yeah, what I, I would say the most critical skill is discipline. Um, And and if you asked me that question, probably 10 or 15 years ago, I would have, you know, said, you know, drive or hunger, but by far the most critical skill is discipline. Um, There's so many distractions now for young student athletes and young males uh, and young women, I'm sure as well. We don't have the women's program, but um, there's just so many distractions and so many things that can pull them away from staying focused on their goal that I think discipline is the critical skill. Um, you know, obviously you have to have talent, a good academic profile um, to matriculate or get yourself a college scholarship. Um, but especially during this COVID time, you know, we've just been trying to empower our guys to stay, stay focused and stay diligent, you know, and, and just try to get better every day, seize the day and just maximize each day, just one day at a time, um, but definitely discipline. Um, and I think as you get into college, that there's even more distractions and more opportunities to get pulled away from staying focused and um, discipline becomes even more, more important. So,
1: so what I, I hear what you're saying is like, you know, helping them stay focused every day, you know, cause they haven't been in school, you know, there, there's no practices. So, yeah. you know, easier said than done, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So like, when you like, how does that look like, I mean, obviously you can't go to the kid's house and pull them by the ear and be like, get out here. You got to go do your 10 or, you know, and I, it sounds like parents are kind of having a problem with that because they don't know how to get their kid motivated, which I think we all know you can't really it has to come within, not without. But how does that yeah. look like what, what? Like, how does that look and what happens when the kid doesn't do that? And they don't want to go work out because there's no group workouts and they don't they don't have that internal drive that it takes, especially through this period of time.
2: Yeah, that's that's really that's been a very, very- <laughs> Very challenging. Um, we, we tried to use technology this year.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, we tried to be creative in how we can keep guys inspired and motivated. So one of the things we did was we did um, alumni, alumni sessions where we would bring in alumni on Zoom, guys that are in the NBA, like Mie Oni of the Utah Jazz, or um, guys like Kwame Prong, that's a medical doctor now, um, that's a former BTI alum. Just a variety of different guys would come in on a Zoom call, and just talk about their life experience, um, their experience with BTI as a basketball, student athlete, high school, um, college, and then now the skills that they've mastered and the discipline that they had, um, everything that they did up until that point, and, and now why are they excelling in life? Because of basketball, like all the skills they learn in basketball they're applying to their, to their new endeavors, whether it's, um, you know, we had Daniel Wall, who's a, a VP for Tesla, uh, who talked about how critical, like, all the skills that he learned in basketball are making him a success at Tesla. And, I mean, he's, like, brilliant, and he'll do amazing things at Tesla. But, you know, things like that, I think, helped inspire the kids. So we were doing one of those every week, and it's trying to pull our, um, you know, our alumni, you know, and just get them to, to give back and, and, and inspire our guys. We also did college visits Uh, We did over 50 college visits, different universities across the country, and we would do sometimes two a week, uh, where we would have the university staff come on, they would do campus tours, they would talk about, you know, their program, um, their objectives, you know, um, they bring staff on, they bring some of their student athletes on, and almost give us like a tour, campus tour, uh, or a visit of the university Mm. and their program, so those two things I think help some, just keep the kids, you know, just tasting what's at the end of the road, you know, without like, you know, tapping out. Um, and so we, we are continuing to do that. We, we did a few just last week, we had Columbia and University of Pennsylvania, um, Cornell, you know, so we'll continue to do those throughout the course of the year. Um, and then bring in guests as well to hope, you know, to help inspire the kids during this difficult time.
1: Have you found more of a dropout this year than in past? because, you know, because there's not the team going on and outdoor, you know, getting together?
2: Yeah, I think, I think so. We've had, we've had some kids that just decided they're just going to focus on school. Um, You know, if you're a, uh, the thing that's unique about our club is the majority of the students are high academic achievers Mm -hmm. or very good students. So if you are a good student, you don't have to be, an MBA level prospect to go off and play at the collegiate level, you can go play at some really great, you know, division two, II, division three or NAIA colleges and have a terrific experience, uh, you know, and, and experience, you know, college athletics, you know, it's not just UCLA or Kentucky, Kansas, you know, the, those types of schools. There's so many um, schools across the, the country that offer an amazing experience. And actually to be honest with you, I think, the division three level, you get a more well-rounded experience because you still have opportunities to do internships and you have some flexibility to, to do some other things and, and dive into some other interests or vocational goals that you may have. Um, but this year, we definitely, uh, there's been quite a few kids that just said, you know what, I'm just going to move on. And so what, what I'm finding out is, and I told the, the kids this the other day in practice, I was like, we're going to find out if you're in love with the game. Like I'm in love with basketball. So I get up every day. I love to see it. I love to see highlights college pro. I mean, it it doesn't matter what level, you know, women's men's, you know, infants, you know, I love it all. I mean, basketball is just an amazing sport to me. So I'm in love with the game. So, uh, but you also have to be in love with, um, with the with the process of getting better every day as well, and so, um, but I think the majority of our kids are great students, and they do have some of that some of that discipline already instilled in them, just from their upbringing, um, from you know their parenting, from from their village that helped create who they are today. And so now we're just trying to add fuel to the fire and keep them inspired, motivated, um, and disciplined in their goals.
0: Nice. I had a mom reach out to me a couple months ago. So middle of COVID and one thing, a lot of these parents don't have is a sports background. A lot of them didn't play a sport. They have no idea what the recruiting process is like. They know that their kid tells them they want to play in college, but they have no idea what level they're really at. What advice do you have for parents that, again, they don't have the benefit of the experience or really how to even cast the net. To help their kid decide, because you know, to your point, not everybody's going to play at UVA or Gonzaga, but there are so many schools out there, like the McAllisters, like you know, whatever, some smaller schools, Williams, and these places that you can get a phenomenal education, and they can still play at a very high level, right, and have a great Absolutely. experience. What what advice do you have for parents that don't have the background and don't know where to start?
2: Well, I think there's two critical components. You either have to be in a, um, a, a strong basketball club um, or part of a strong high school uh, program. Uh, if you have both um, and they're working cohesively and that's one of the things that myself, I try to, to connect with the high school coach of every kid that's in our program so that um, we're on the same page. So that if I'm calling school X or Y, um, both myself and the high school coach have a, a similar message um, that we're, you know, um, giving to that coach. So we need to be on the same page and, and working cohesively. Um, so I think it's important that um, right now, especially that you, you have to be in a really good high school program where the coach is committed to helping you move on or a very, very good club um, where that's the objective. Um, and if you have both, uh, and you can leverage both, then you have a chance to move on. Um, if you don't have either, then it's going to be really difficult because then you're just kind of sending out, um, you know, information, you know, uh, to, to, through email and, and videos. And, and these coaches now are getting, their email boxes are getting filled <laughs> with videos. I mean, it's, so you got to have some credibility. So I know that if I contact a coach, Um, I'm going to get quick response Um, within the next 24 to 48 hours. They're going to get back to me and, you know, they're going to, they're going to listen to what I have to say about a student athlete. And that's from 23 years of um, being honest. And, and, and most importantly though, not what I do, but our players having success. I mean, graduating, doing well in college, we've had seven guys go to the NBA. We've had, you know, multiple guys We have 11 in law school or practicing attorneys right now. So all those guys are setting, are, are basically sending the elevator back down for our younger kids coming up. Um, but it's really important now that a, a parent um, meet with their high school coach, AAU coach, um, and try to try to find a way to um, leverage both of them, get them working cohesively um, in efforts to help you know the athlete move on.
1: Um, but, but, but there are those parents that aren't going to do that, right? Um, so th- for those out there, you know, like for the kids who don't have those parents or the parents like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a nine to five job or nine to nine. Like I, I no, I, my kids. That's my kids' thing, right? So yeah, it could yeah. actually still work where the kid does the emails or connects with you or connects with whatever and and mm-hmm. do that connection. So because I don't want the parents out feeling like they have to do this to make this work. Like right. there are going to be kids that just kind of have to do it themselves. And like they can find someone like you or just put, start sending emails out because I always tell kids or parents, like if your kid's good enough, they're going to be found somewhere. Like Mm -hmm. you can't hide a really strong, good athlete or, you know, some certain sport they normally get found. It's just maybe not as easy road, but
2: yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And you know, I, I think now with social media and, um, you know, everything that we have in terms of promoting players, um, it's very easy to get noticed, but it's also uh, getting more difficult on some levels because there's, you, these coaches are now inundated with all this video and it's just, um, it's almost overwhelming. So it's it's becoming like like an email, like your spam box. It's just, you have too many emails coming in that you just start to delete. So that's why I think now, um, where I used to tell kids like, 10, 15 years ago, do not um, send information out to colleges because then it almost looks as if you're you're not good enough to where someone's supporting you or endorsing you. Um, Now I'm telling them, go ahead and be proactive, but then communicate with us so that I can kind of make the connection with the school already and say, hey, CJ is gonna be sending you some film. Uh, He's a really good prospect. We love him, he can shoot it. He's got this, he's got size, he's got grades. And then now, you know, the young man sends a video and it actually shows that he's being proactive and taking some ownership in his career. So, um, so now we've been telling guys, it's okay to do that.
1: Um, Well, you can take the place of the parent if the parent just has no interest or no time or just doesn't, isn't around, right? You can be that, that, that intersection, so to speak.
0: Well, yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Speaking from personal experience, right? I think the one thing that you do very well, and I think what you're saying to parents is to have somebody who has a, re, a, a grip on what the reality of and what level the, the child will play at, right? So mm-hmm. not everybody's going to go to a major D1. So don't waste your time spending sending emails to the... The top echelon of schools but if you and that's what i think you're very good at is being honest say you know what you're a mid-major player you're a d2 player a d3 player and if you get that agreement then great let's now pursue those those programs a, a completely different client but somebody who had a soccer player and her son was emailing all of the d1 coaches and his club was saying he's not a d1 player he's a d3 player so I think your your point is spot on, which is you need somebody else advocating for you. It helps to validate what level you're at and for it yeah. not not coming from a parent because any parents yeah. are say, oh, my kid's for sure going to play at Kentucky, you know, which yeah. <laughs> not helpful.
2: Right. right, right.
0: Yeah,
2: and I mean, like my mom, for example, is a hotel maid and she worked, you know, 12 hours a day just to keep the lights on and food on the table. So she wouldn't have been, she wasn't able to help me. Um, at all you know she just was like hey if you just I'm gonna put you in a good school you'll have fun get your degree I mean so I didn't I didn't have the resources to really help move my athletic career or the opportunity she just didn't have the knowledge um, the resources the time um, but now there's so much information available um, I think um, you know if, if you can find a good club and and, and find a, a, a good high school program then I think you have a chance to, to move on um, and, and matriculate on to a four-year college.
1: So where did you go to high school and college?
2: I went to um, rebay Academy in Los Angeles, um, which at that time was in La Cunada. And oh. then I went to Concordia University actually to play college baseball. Oh. Um, yeah, which kind of didn't make sense. And it was, I was in love with basketball, but I was, I think I had more um, talent for baseball. And so I I went there to play college baseball. And then after two years, just realized I just didn't didn't really love it. Um, I enjoyed it, but I didn't wanna put four hours a day into it. And so I started coaching Parks Mm -hmm. and Rec and coaching at a high school uh, while I was in college and just kind of fell in love with coaching basketball. And so that's, so my first job was at Muir High School and I was like 20 years old. Um, coaching high school kids so I started pretty young um, and, and had a chance to be around some really good coaches and learn from a lot of a lot of great people you know
1: that's good. a good story Robert <laughs> thank you
2: yeah thank you so oh
0: what oh sorry what advice do you have for parents so now that we're seeing hopefully the light at the end of the tunnel and to athletes who are okay, you were telling us before we started recording, right, how crazy of a year it's been for kids and what's happening. I've actually I've seen two kids at Loyola, they're reclassifying. So that's happening too, right? So yeah. what, are, what are some of the things you're seeing and what advice do you have for those who are still saying, no, I, I do have d- the discipline and the determination to play in college and maybe it's not going to be a straight line, but I'm, gonna, I'm willing to figure it out.
2: Well, I think first and foremost, they have to be a little more flexible um, because, you know, all the seniors got their year back. So if you're a senior this year in class of 2021 um, and you're looking at all the roster spots at different universities, all those kids get their year back. So they're all coming back. But what makes it even more complicated is a lot of them will come back and transfer. So now you're going to have, you have the transfer portal, which kids can put their name in the hat and just see, you know, if if a school, uh, you know, wants them. And, and so it's almost like uh, you have a house that's worth 500,000, but you, you're like, you know what? I'll put it on the market. If I get eight or 900,000, maybe I'll sell it. So now you're gonna see tons of kids that might've averaged five points a game, 10 points a game at various universities, just throw their name in the portal and then just see what happens. Maybe a UCLA or Stanford, Scoops me up. Uh, maybe they don't. Um, so the, the portal has, I think, right now over 500 athletes. So it might this, get to the
1: freshman in college uh, you get the year back. Are you saying?
2: Everyone, every student athlete. In so college. the one
1: high school, yeah. too. like seniors, can do another year. A senior or no? Not high, high school,
2: but yeah, college universities. Yeah. And
1: I'll put another year in.
2: Yes. Yes. So wow. some of them will get a grad transfer year. They'll be able to graduate. So in some ways, if you're if you're a 21, a 2021 student athlete and you're a senior, you've been disadvantaged. If you are, so like kids like CJ, if you were, if you graduated and you enrolled this year, then you actually have some advantages because now you get an extra year. So if you graduate on time, you can go play somewhere and get graduate school paid for. So it's, it's a tremendous opportunity for those kids um, because they're getting an extra year. Um, and so... But it, it, it makes it very challenging for and it's been very stressful for the class of you know 2020 and also 2021 so I think parents have to be a little bit more patient be a little bit more flexible maybe open-minded to some schools that you know they didn't think they were gonna maybe look at um, so we've tried to get parents and kids to just because um, we do kind of uh, and, and Kirsten knows this we we set up meetings with the families because I need to get to know the kid. I need to know, you know, everything about him. I want to make sure that if I recommend a school, he has a chance to succeed there. So the more I get to know a student athlete in our program, which is why I don't coach teams anymore. So I can invest my time into getting to know each, each student athlete so I can help and be a better advocate for them into a four-year program uh, or university. So we spend a lot of time doing that. And that allows us to make good recommendations and good, almost like match.com, good connections between um, a player, or a student athlete and a, and a university that could be a good fit. Um, so this year we've had, we've had success. We've been able to move some kids on and some kids that were probably right there. There's a fine line between say a division one and maybe a high division three kid. Some kids took really good division three opportunities um, and they're excited about the, those. Some kids are going to prep school. So they're gonna get an extra additional year of high school, which is a very good option. Um, and then some kids are still undecided. They're just gonna kind of play out uh, their high school season. If, you know, there'll be a, some type of modified high school season, it, it appears. And so, which is, which is great because they need that. And, uh, and then they'll play, some seniors will end up playing in the summer um, and just, you know, going to the last hour to see if they can help, you know, get, get moved on. But the biggest challenge is now college coaches are going to go in the transfer portal and they're going to prioritize those kids first because um, they're going to, they're, they're on the hook now they're getting fired very quick. So they feel like they have to win so they can go and get a D2, D3 guy, a low D1 guy that might've had two, three years of success at the college level and then take that kid versus a high school kid, kid that might be more mature. And so that's the challenge that I have now. Um, Do they take a kid that I'm advocating for that's a senior in high school that's maybe a little unproven or do they take a guy that might've been at a low division one, had success, averaged 12, 14 points a game and and now he can make that jump uh, to say a higher level of, of, you know, college basketball. Um, but uh, but I, add, I spend probably two or three hours, minimum a day, uh, communicating with the college coaches, whether it's sending text messages or, or throwing them a call if they have a good win, um, just just keeping up in contact with them and how they're doing in their personal life and basketball, how the team's doing. So I invest a lot of time in building relationships with, with those coaches and building trust and a friendship so um so i think that allows me to to get to them a lot quicker than say the average typical au guy um, or, or high school coach even
0: yeah i agree it's it, the relationship piece is so huge right and that's ultimately what's gonna help open the door which is which is what you do so well um any other advice for the parents and the and the athletes you know again we'd like to advocate that they. You know Parker my, my middle one who's 17 who's a junior he has he's seen this many campuses zero right like and it's hard and and I love what you were doing with zoom campus tours and all of that because it's so hard until he has no idea yeah. where he wants to go because he hasn't seen any campuses right so what do you do yeah. now when when you don't have access to all of that
2: yeah it's very it's very challenging um I think in the case of the kids that are juniors I think they're going to have a better experience than the previous class, than the 21 class, the 20 class of 2022. I think things will open up in the summer. I think there's gonna be a viewing period in the summer. So college coaches will get to see them. I think you'll see elite camps too. So they'll have those experiences to be able to get on some campuses. Cause that's really important. It doesn't, like the kids are like the top 50, top 100 kids in the country that have like immediate NBA potential. Those kids will be fine. Um, they're identified quickly, they have just, you know, physical gifts that are just, you know, phenomenal, or they're huge in size and stature and athleticism. So those kids get picked up really quickly. And then, you know, there's two or 300 really good players that that, that fall be underneath that, uh, that really need exposure. Um, and even the case of the young man that, that played for us that's, that went to Yale, who's now in the NBA. I mean, it, it, it's a fact that he developed over time. He wasn't just like this this eighth, and ninth grade, you know, stud that um, was an NBA prospect. He was a kid that just pre- developed progressively and grew a couple inches and um, just kept working on his game, and then evolved into now an NBA level player. Um, so for those kids, I would say just stay the course and every day, like you know, we've been talking about this in practice, just seize the day, like. Um, whether that incorporates rest, recovery, skill development, weight room, um, we have a nutritious a nutritionist coming on in, in a couple of weeks. So we'll be um, really trying to have her empower. She's an MBA uh, nutritionist, and she'll be trying to empower our young men to like build a a, a you know formidable like meal plan where they're eating properly, and and she's going to kind of walk them through. Um, through that, so that it's something tangible, because we think like nutrition now is something that kids are struggling with, just from the stress and you know, and and um, so they've gotten away from maybe eating, you know, really good foods that are going to help their performance. So, so we're going to try to you know create as many um, opportunities for our guys to continue to grow and get better, um, and and be able to market them to a four-year college.
1: Do you um, tell parents to stay on their kids cases or do you tell parents to back off and let's see how the kids, kids self-manage since that's such a huge aspect of making think, it many years or like what what's your message to the parents? Like, cause they're like, uh, yeah. What's your message to the parents? I, I
2: You know, I tell them all the time, like leverage us, like, the, you know, just support your kid, tell them you're gonna be there for him, whatever he needs, um, support him. But I, I think Um, they have to kind of stand back a little bit and just leverage the people around them Um, was the AAU coach, the high school coach. um, My thought is if you have to manage discipline and effort, um, I mean, at some point you may need to kick them in the butt a little bit, but if you have to really manage those things, then you have to start questioning passion. And so you just want to invest in your kid and give him the support, give him the resources that he needs to the best of your ability. Um, but they have to want it. Um, so the one thing I, I've, I've learned is if they don't have a true passion uh, for that hobby or, or, or love for it, then eventually they'll, they'll move on from it. So you, so you don't need to over push and, and grab your kid's arm and, and push him into the gym and tell him he's got to train and You know for four hours a day they they've got to kind of want that um but you definitely need to instill habits that that say look if you want to be good at something i don't care if it's the saxophone or you know you want to be a great stockbroker then you've got to study this thing you've got to work on it every day you've got to master this craft and so same thing with basketball so um so we've we've actually uh and we probably need to have a parent um Call soon because I think that could be very valuable to just keep them calm and keep them supportive and not you know panicking um probably about 16 years ago I saw a kid that um his mom had stressed him out so much this is probably like my fourth or fifth year I mean he was getting recruited by Stanford and some really great programs and by the end of the summer it was almost like he was a you know a 50 year old that went through nine divorces, been audited. I mean, he was just like stressed out. He couldn't even make a layup anymore. He was just burnt out, you know. And uh, I think, I think his mom and dad just put a lot of pressure on him, um, and it just, it just wasn't a positive thing. So, um, so parents need to be supportive, be involved. Um, you know, encourage your kid, keep working hard. Um, you know, but, but allow them to, it's their, it's their life, allow them to, to go after it. And, um, and sometimes they contact me and say, Hey, this is what, you know, Johnny's doing or, you know, oh, I thought
1: that sometimes the athletes call you and say, can you get my parents off my back? Yeah, that. As you, and, as we all know, like their both parents are still floating out in the world of the NBA. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like parents just have to learn to stop. Like, yeah. let the kids figure this business out, right? Yeah. And, like you're yeah. saying, the good, I guess one of the positives with your group is that you have these kids that are, you know, they they got the academics going. So, yeah. rather than making them feel like failures that they decided, I'm just not into this anymore, this basketball business, because they haven't, ha- you know, had the support they're used to, yeah. like, let them see, okay, so then what did you learn that you can now take with you? as you go off to college, just with academics and not a sport, like they're not failing. I think it takes a really mature kid to know that I'm done. Kind of like you did. Like I like Mm -hmm. baseball, but I'm not passionate about it. So I'm just going to switch it out a bit and start coaching basketball, kids, you know what I mean? Like you did it all on your own. Your mom was too busy doing a lot of other things to have to worry about you and your passion. Yeah. You had to kind of figure that whole story out yourself. And you did. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, this is wonderful. And we've kind of come full circle. And so actually I'd love to end by, we always like to ask our guests, you know, what, what, if you could end this phrase, how would you finish the best athletes I know do this? What is it that the best athletes you see and you interact with, what, what did they have that, that makes them so good at what they do?
2: Well, I think the, Gosh, over the course of 23, 24 years, the ones that I think were the most successful or achieved their goals were the ones that had a plan and, and like had follow through. Like those, like they had a plan, they sat down, they met with the high school coach, they got an assessment, they met with me, they said, hey coach, what do you think I need to work on? You know, what areas am I struggling with? What are my strengths? What are my limitations? Get an honest assessment of people around you that understand the game and where you're trying to get to, and then the follow-through after the daily follow-through. Like I said, it's partly discipline, um, but uh, even for young men like C.J. Uh, C.J. Jones, who, um, who you know, had gotten rejected by some of the schools. I remember that summer that you know said they were going to pass on him. Um, then 12 months later, he's rejecting them. You know, some schools that he would have died to go to um you know just literally 10 months and it was the same thing with Mieoni I remember he went to Princeton camp and they uh and Mie is now with the Utah Jazz I brought him up a couple of times but he went to Princeton camp and they had him in the gym with just the kids that were just just there to go to camp and so they had a select group of kids that they were really watching the coaches were watching and then they threw everybody else in the in you know the other auxiliary gym somewhere then Mie called me and he said, Oh man, you know, you know, they had me in the gym with all the kids that are just like, you know, they're not even basketball players. And, and, uh, and I remember calling coach and saying, Hey, you got to give this kid a shot and they put him in the other gym. And, you know, so like all those types of things, like Mie at, at the end of that season, he was like, you know, what do I need to work on? And, um, and then really addressed it and evolved into a phenomenal player. So I think, the, the most important thing is having a plan, I would say. Um, and, and getting a clear assessment of where you're at. Um, and, and can you make, can people help you make a direct line between where you're at and where you're trying to get to? Um, so I think th- those are the critical things that that I've seen. And the young men in our program do have. Majority of them are great students, which I think tells you a lot about discipline and work ethic and, you know, that they're committed. To something long-term um because it's not easy to get to do well in school it's it, it does take taking five six subject matters it, it does take up a lot of time and it's easy to get distracted and do other things that are that are more socially fun so
0: sounds like growth mindset is critical right so not only assessing where you are but being able to hear the yeah your defense sucks even though you're a great shooter mm-hmm. like this is what you need to work on so that you're like great this is what I need to work on if I want to get to this level. And we all have things we need to work on PS. So it's not, you know, nothing against you, but it's how can I get better? And using those to, to elevate your game and your whole life, right? Because ultimately that's, the ball stops bouncing for everybody at some point. And these are the tools that you walk away from the sport with, right?
2: Yep, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Very good. Susie, any last thoughts, questions? Um.
1: No, I think we you did it, Robert. You made it happen, and I'm happy, especially now more than ever. I'm so happy you're around for these kids to have, and their parents to have someone to support their kid through this, so they don't have to do it because parents aren't parents aren't that good at that stuff. When (laughs) for the most part, (laughs) when it comes to the pressure of getting them to a college or what you know what I mean, like. So I'm so happy that you have that program. This is um. This has been very enlightening and it's good to reconnect with you Robert so thank yeah, you for absolutely. You're doing with these kids and their families and oh my pleasure changed. thank you so much
0: things have changed so much like even since our like I think parents have this idea of how things went when we were going to college and things have shifted and so it's so mm-hmm. helpful to have yeah another advocate for your child to help you you know read the read the tea leaves and see how, how it's supposed to go down so thank you yeah. so much Robert
2: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure.
0: So parents, if you enjoyed this, we would be so grateful if you would uh, share this, go on to iTunes, rate it, and share the podcast. Leave us a message. We love feedback. Our goal is to support parents in not only raising strong athletes, but more importantly, extraordinary people who are trying new things, falling, falling down, getting up, and doing it all over again.
1: Let's do this. <laughs>